You're listening to the Fired Up Podcast Network. Let's get fired up. Fired Up Pro Wrestling Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Dan Soden, and we are now at episode five of the Fired Up Pro Wrestling Podcast. I want to give a special shout out to all the listeners, everyone that shared and liked this uh, this podcast on all platforms. I truly appreciate every one of you. Um, while you're at it, though, if you can give up the Fired Up uh, Podcast Network a follow at Fired Up Podcast on Twitter. Uh, it'd be greatly appreciated. Uh, now we're going to get into some of the news outside of the ring. And um, I want to give a special shout out to TheDailySmart.com for kind of uh, featuring uh, us on their Twitter uh, feed this week. And as always, I get all of my news curated in one single spot at TheDailyMark.com. So definitely check it out, guys. Uh, this week uh, was was a rough one for a lot of people. We saw a lot of firings and releases happen. Um, as many people know, and I'm probably just going to regurgitate some information here, we saw uh, writer Keenice Mobley fired after a debacle with a podcast. Um, you probably heard a lot of takes on it. I'm not going to sit here and redo what everyone else has already said. Uh, it was an interesting firing. I kind of don't agree with it, um, but I do understand the reasoning behind it because of optics. Um, and as far as wrestlers go, the long-term guys we saw released were Fandango uh, and Tyler Breeze. Tyler Breeze recently on NXT TV kind of had that burnout look. He admitted to that on Xavier Woods' Twitch stream uh, later in the week. Uh, he has a wrestling school, so many people are assuming he'll just bounce back. Killian Dane, the Bollywood Boys, Everrise, Tony Nese, Aria Davari, August Gray, Kurt Stallion, uh, Arturo Ruiz, Marina Schaefer, and uh, Sanjay Dutt actually uh, was a producer backstage, quit, uh, allegedly because he has a job at AEW as a producer. Uh, those were all the releases we saw as far as talent and writers go. Allegedly, uh, Wrestle. Wrestle Inc. has uh, put out a story today that several um, corporate uh, members of WWE were released. There is no number on exactly how many of those uh, were let go, but I um, I hope that everybody lands on their feet because it's a rough time to get uh, laid off in the entertainment business, I guess, or any business. Uh, as far as outside of the unemployment line, we saw WWE release their top five uh, tag teams. Oddly enough, it was hosted by Tyler Breeze and Fandango. Um, New Day hit up the number one spot, which uh, it's hard to argue. They are the most decorated WWE tag team of all time. Uh, Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch tied the knot this week. Kudos to them. I doubt they'll ever hear this, but congrats, guys. Uh, and this past week on AEW Dynamite, we saw Rebel 
go down with a dislocated kneecap. Hopefully that heals up soon for her. She has been a big part of the program and her and Britt Baker work so well together. Uh, when we return, we are going to be talking about Dynamite. First, we'll do Saturday night show and then we'll hit up the return to Wednesday nights. going to be discussing AEW Dynamite, Saturday show, followed by Wednesday show. Saturday show was a a nice break into AEW Dynamite being decent again. Uh, those Friday shows really sucked, um, but this one was a lot better. Still not great, still not something I want to sit completely through on my own, but I do it for you guys, of course. Uh, so the show starts off with Sammy Guevara coming in. By himself, quick interview. He's met by a chair shot by Sean Spears because we have to keep that man relevant. Uh, match of the night, uh, first match of the night, Hobbs versus Hangman Page. This whole match uh, seemingly just to continue the Team Taz storyline and get Hangman Page another win. Uh, the JR line of kissing your sister uh, finish was uh, something to note. Uh, JR continues. Just continues to be a bright spot on that announcing team. Uh, Ricky Starts comes out with the FTW title, giving it to Hobbs. Cage comes in, takes the title, chases off Ricky, because why wouldn't you want your team to win? Makes a lot of sense. Um, Page hits the Deadeye uh, for the win. At the end, he gets his little stone cold on and tosses a beer to the crowd. Uh, During the match... Page busted open in the back of his head and received some staples afterwards. Uh, we then go to a Young Bucks Brandon Cutler promo, or as I like to call it, piss break. Uh, during this, the Bucks are trying to sell themselves as violent, which is equal to me selling myself as a giant. <sighs> we are then going to Tolly and Conan for an in-ring segment with Tony, because um, why not? Why not? Uh, Conan does hit us with some pretty good zingers. Most notably, my favorite, you might want to learn some Spanish to talk to your grandkids in the future. Just A+. Plus. A+, plus there, buddy. Uh, FTR come out dressed like Ortiz and Santana, fooling only Conan. Uh, then he looks at the screen, sees um, those two guys beat down in the back, and FTR eventually meets him with a spiked pile driver. Dante Martin versus Matt Seidel, which was a, a really good match. Fun. I enjoyed it. Uh, Dante Martin's entrance is uh, broken up by Vicky and Andrade, telling us that they have an announcement. But before said announcement, Matt Seidel comes out and interrupts them. It's a little double uh, double interruption. Definitely going to lead to something there. Uh, like I said, Martin and Seidel had a great match. Really enjoyed it. The sunset flip into the sunset was one hell of a visual and should be used for video packages going forward. Um, Matt Seidel picks up the win. This run, since his little slip-up, has been pretty good for Matt Seidel and AEW. Um, we get a Jungle Boy Christian promo. Uh, I do like how they have had Christian kind of leading Jungle Boy, who can't really speak well. Uh, during all of this, um, we get a Jade and Mark Sterling promo. Uh, those two are an odd pairing that really does seem to work out. This one, uh, they're kind of selling merch. 
Jade rips a Dark Order shirt. I'm sure down the line this will lead to an Anna J feud since this is how AEW likes to book matches. Uh, Miro hits us with a God's Favorite Champion promo. I really like this turn and twist in the character as they leave the whole Kip Sabin disaster behind them. Uh, MJF, Wardlow, and Sean Spears are cutting a promo. Jericho and Jake Hager, of course, undermatched, attack them. Uh, this eventually makes its way to the ring. Um, Sammy Guevara eventually makes the save after his entrance music is hit. Because who doesn't need their music to hit before they save their friends from getting their arm broken? Uh, side note, this is going to be very niche. Sammy reminds me of QT from the boy band, the MTV boy band Together. Uh, I don't know if anyone knows who Together is, but if you get that visual, maybe Google it. It's it's worth it, trust me. Uh, we get Ethan Page versus Bear Bronson. Um, AW, I know you uh, you like doing some some deals outside. Get the men of the year that H&M endorsement. They deserve it. They wear all their clothes all the time. Um I liked Sky, uh, Scorpio Sky taking the bullet for Paige. That was a nice touch. Um, both of these are pretty good tag teams. I do enjoy them. Uh, Bear Country does have that off-brand Otis Braun Strowman look, which is fine. Um, the low blow, uh, followed by the Ego's Edge, Aaron Bronson, uh, is how the match ends. Afterwards, we get a promo where Ethan Page challenges uh, Darby to a coffin match. Um because AEW loves their stipulation matches. Um, we get a Britt Baker Rebel promo followed by a Vicky Nyla promo. Both are solid promos. The Claws of a Cougar made me laugh for Vicky. Uh, we get Bunny versus Chris Statlander. Uh, I like how they're evolving the Bunny character as much as they can. Um, JR's tanning bed comment about Blade was green. Uh, Blade gave Bunny some brass knuckles. Orange Cassie interferes, takes those bad boys. The distraction eventually cost Bunny the match and cost Orange Cassidy a little bit as well because the Blade attacks him. Then uh, Hybrid comes out to attack Orange Cassidy. Blade knocks him silly with the, the brass knuckles, and it's just gang warfare all the time here. Uh, we get a Tony QT Marshall promo because even without the Codyverse on the show, we get the Codyverse. Uh, so many strap matches. So many strap matches. I never want to see another strap match as long as I live. We see one on Monday, but still, nonetheless, I don't want to see any more. But we are getting one in Miami. Uh, Brian Pillman promo, which was Brian Pillman Jr.-esque. Uh, we get an Eddie uh, Kingston and Penta promo, which was fine. Uh, we really need to get Alex all the way away from Penta. That man is nothing but a goofball. Uh, then we get the main event. Kenny Omega versus Jungle Boy for the AEW World title. It was a fine match. I cannot get into a Kenny Omega match for the life of me. Uh, Paul Turner kicks everybody out of the uh, ringside. Um... Eventually, the Good Brothers come out, and then Jurassic Express and the Elite Hunter Kazarian come out. They clear them back. Uh, we really need to stop all the interference. I get everybody has a friend, and every friend wants to help out their friend. We don't need it all the time. We didn't need it in this match. Just let Kenny and uh, Jungle Boy cook. It was fine. At the end, it's even worse. 
Christian Cage comes out to help Jungle Boy. Then Matt Hardy and the crew come out and help attack them. And then the Young Bucks nail Cage with some super kick. It's too much. Just let it be simple. Let Kenny get the win over Jungle Boy. Let him stand tall. Finish out the show. And that's all. That's, that's all. We don't need all this. Tony Khan with the with the EWR booking. It's just it's too much. Anyway, that was the end of the show. Uh, we now move on to Wednesday Night Dynamite, which, out of the two Dynamites, I think was the better show. We start things off with uh, Penta and Eddie versus the Young Bucks. The Young Bucks are sporting some great facial hair here. They're the most awful human beings in the world, I swear. Um, the facial hair matches their uh, promos, that's for sure. Uh, the Good Brothers eventually come out. Brandon sprays um, the Bucks. Frankie comes out. It's just, a, once again, my complaints about before, they oversaturate all this interference, and it means nothing. Eventually, Penta and Eddie get the win. So next uh, next week in Miami, they're going to have a tag team title match, which is great. Hopefully, they win the titles. Uh, we get another Christian and Jungle Boy promo. Uh, Luchasaurus and Marco come in and thank Christian. Then we get a little comedy between Christian and Luchasaurus, which is fine. Uh, we get the... Um, Ethan Page promo. Uh, eventually, Sting drags a coffin down to the ring. Of course, Darby is in the coffin, but we need a video uh, package, a little quick video package to tell us that Darby's in the coffin. Darby pops out, scrapes um, scrapes Ethan's eyes. Ethan says, we're not having the match next week, the coffin match. Thank God. Uh, so it's going to be at a later time, as long as Darby, you know, agrees not to attack him. You know, it makes sense. Oh, we get Jack Evans versus Jungle Boy because Jungle Boy needs to pick up that 50th win. Uh, the first person to reach 50 as, of course, Jungle Boy gets the win. Um, Matt Hardy's crew comes out. Christian, Jurassic Park, I mean Jurassic Express, they come out. And once again, everyone's everyone's fighting after a match. We get an MGF promo that was pretty good. Uh, Andrade uh, versus Matt Seidel announcement. Uh, that's going to happen next week in Miami. Uh, Kenny Omega's in the ring saying he's done defending the AEW title because there's no one really left. Insert Dark Order, who, uh, who pitches Adam Page as the next contender since he's the number one rank opponent. It's fine. It's good. Pillman does a promo. You know he's going to get his ass beat. Miro versus Pillman for the TNT title. Miro's got a new theme that fits perfectly. And, of course, Miro wins after just... The match went a little too long if we're building up Miro as this monster. But I get that we want to kind of save face. Uh, the Varsity, um, Varsity Blondes are the number one tag team. So you want to save a little bit of face for Pillman. Uh, Dark Order and Hangman Page have a backstage segment where Dark Order pretty much helps Hangman Page realize that everyone f falls off a horse occasionally, but they get back on. It's kind of a very Saturday afternoon, uh, Saved by the Bell moral of the story segment, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, Team Taz announces that in Austin, we're going to see the FTW title on the line. Brian Cage versus Ricky Starks in what I'm imagining is going to be the end of Brian Cage in Team Taz. Uh, Nyla Rose versus Nyla Rose and Vicky Guerrero versus Britt Baker and Rebel. Uh, whew, whew. 
this this didn't need to happen at all. Uh, Rebel injures her kneecap, like I said at the start of the show. Um, this is all to just get Nyla to attack Britt from behind and throw her through a table. It was a waste of my time. It was a waste of your time. Um, but here we are. Uh, we saw the announcement for... Penta and Eddie versus the Bucks. We got um, Proud and Powerful and Jake Hager versus FTR and Wardlow announced. Uh, the mixed tag match, Chris Statlander and Orange Cassidy versus Bunny and the Blade. Uh, we get an inner circle promo because that's all we need is more inner circle promos. Uh, and then we get to the main event of the night, NJF versus Sammy Guevara. It was a really good match. There was a couple missteps that I thought of. Um, I did like the Sammy Guevara tribute to Rob Van Dam. That was nice to see. The pile driver off the second row probably should have end, ended the match, but instead it continued for 10 more minutes, give or take. Uh, Sammy hooking MJF's foot onto the rope I thought was a nice touch. Um, everyone coming out at the end, of course, just is what it is. It's AEW's booking. Everyone comes out at the end. Um, I did enjoy JR's, JR's sign-off of uh, WWE Dynamite. That was great. Get this man out of that chair. Put Taz in there permanently if you have to. But get JR away from this product. He continues to be the horniest man alive. Or he messes up everything. I get he's a legend. But sometimes it's time to put the legends to bed. And when I return... I'll be talking about SmackDown. And we're back talking SmackDown. I know I say this often, SmackDown was the best show of the week. Uh, it feels like the show where you waste the least amount of time watching something you don't want to watch. Um, this week, we had a couple moments where I was like, again, but for the most part, it was a good overall show. Uh, it started off with Roman Reigns backstage. I know we do get Roman to start the show a lot. I feel as though it's still always fresh in some regard. Here, we see Jimmy come backstage, tell Roman, Jay ain't coming so Roman is pressed a little bit about it. Jay says he can help him out. He can be his right-hand man. Roman really isn't with the idea of that. He wants Jay. Um, says Jimmy has to prove himself. So Jimmy is kind of racking his brain outside. How is he going to prove himself? Later on in the show, Paul Heyman says, Hey, I can get you a match. You must win the match. And then we can talk. So later on in the show, we do get Jimmy versus Dolph Ziggler. It's a pretty good match. Um, it's the closing match of the show because uh, then Roman comes out. Uh, Jimmy picks up the win. Um, when he gets back, Roman's in Gorilla waiting to go out. Um, everything looks good. And then Roman, uh, Roman kind of gives Jimmy the wait here. Uh, we'll get back to the rest of that at the end of this. Um, after the initial program, uh, after the initial segment, we saw Bianca come out. She gave her For the Kids promo. Seth comes out going full on heel. Um, Bailey eventually comes out, hits a little bit more of a serious heel promo with uh, Bianca. Um, 
Bianca takes out the earrings. Cesaro runs in, and this sets up the mixed tag match of Bianca and Cesaro versus Seth and Bailey. Uh, Bailey gets to win over Bianca here. Um, I was a little, little shocked by that. I thought we were going to see Seth pick up the win over Cesaro as he tries to gain his way into the world title picture. Um, we are going to get Bianca and Bailey at Money in the Bank, I would assume, again. Uh, eventually, later on, Seth does ask Pierce and Sonya if he can have that title shot. They say they'll think about it. We'll see. Uh, we have the coronation of Shinsuke Nakamura. Again, we kind of saw that last week, but hey, Electric Elias comes out, puts the crown on top of him, and we get a backstage segment with Corbin, who's no longer King Corbin, obviously. Um, The sound, I don't know if it was just me, but the sound of Corbin's promo was a bit muffled by the electric guitar that was playing, so it was a little hard to hear, but it kind of sounds like we're going to get a depressed Corbin going forward, which... Freshen up the character a little bit. Works with me. Uh, Big E versus Apollo Crews for the only qualifying match uh, on SmackDown this week. Uh, Big E and Apollo just work so well together. I understand it's been done before, but it's still... It's one of those TV matches that is fine to see a couple times over. Um, The official catches Commander Aziz, tosses him. Big E does pick up the win here, and he'll be in the Money in the Bank Ladder match, so far the only SmackDown competitor that we know. Uh, we get a Sami Zayn promo here. Uh, basically, the same conspiracy theory as Sami Zayn promos we, we have been getting. Uh, it's now known that he will face Kevin Owens next week in the Money in the Bank qualifying match. Uh, later on, we find out that it will be a last man standing match because we need stipulations for everything. <sighs> Sonya comes out to announce the female Money in the Bank uh, contestant uh, because there's clearly just not enough on the roster to have matches. Carmella is announced as the person. Liv comes out, and granted Liv is right. She just recently beat Carmelo. Why is she getting this match? Um, they kind of, at this point, the whole situation kind of gets a little muddy. It it comes off as though Liv will be facing Carmella for her spot or a spot in the Money in Bank match that's not the case Liv does have a match against Carmella to try and prove herself for the money in the bank qualifying matches um weirdly enough during this match Natty and Tamina are scouting them I'm not sure if we're gonna see a Carmella Liv tag team down the line but that seems the uh, route that they're gonna go with this uh Liv does pick up the win with a Hurricane Rana into a jackknife pin um I guess next week we will see if Liv is going to get a match or not for the Money in the Bank qualifying match. I don't know. Uh, After that, we do see the Jimmy Uso and Dolph Ziggler match that I talked about earlier. Um, So Roman comes out after the Jimmy Uso-Dolph Ziggler match, basically saying that there's no one left. He's made his way through everybody. Um, And rightfully so. He he has he has had a pretty good run so far and insert a returning edge edge comes out we get we get almost too much of a pumped up noise uh, right before edge returns um, I guess the creative team was working on getting that pop for edge when his music hit uh, eventually Jimmy does make the save for Roman um, 
but not before Edge gets gets his. At the end, Edge does a, a, a weird little rant into the screen, but Roman's right outside the ring. It's a weird blunder on the production team, but we do see that after uh, after SmackDown does go off the air, Edge goes into Adam Pearce and Sonya Deville's uh, office and demands a title match, which they grant him at Money in the Bank. Uh, on Talking Smack, we then see Seth Rollins get the news of this uh, after he was semi-promised some sort of title match. This is definitely setting the tone for Seth Rollins and Edge at SummerSlam that has been rumored. Um, I'm, I'm personally looking forward to that match. Uh, but that SmackDown, uh, when I return, I will talk about WWE Raw. good again this week. Uh, things started off with Adam Pearce and Sonya Deville announcing that Randy Orton wouldn't be available for the match. Not sure what happened there, but we get some Matt Riddle comedy segment here where Riddle gives them a note on a little uh, paper football, basically written in crayon, um, saying that Randy wants Riddle to replace him for the upcoming match. They say you wrote this because you drew a, a little snake. It's, you know, that kind of humor. Uh, definitely could have used a comedy writer, but hey, we uh, we see uh, Pierce and Sonya say that Matt Riddle can replace Randy Orton in the Battle Royal, and then if he wins, he can be in the three-way uh, match later on that night, and if he wins that, Orton will get the spot in Money in the Bank. Uh, yeah, so we get a Battle Royal of people that are still employed with WWE. <laughs> Uh, notable things that happen in the Battle Royal. Uh, Mustafa Ali saves Mansoor, says don't turn your back on people. And then once Mansoor turns his back, Mustafa Ali eliminates him. Uh, we see the return of Damian Priest. Um, Gulak uh, gets eliminated. Tazawa gets eliminated. So we see Gulak pin Tazawa for the 24-7 title. Then R-Truth, who just got eliminated, pins Drew Gulak for the 24-7 title. And then Tazawa pins R-Truth for the 24-7 title and i forgot that the 24 7 title was still the thing until this segment uh almost comes out and evens the score with the viking raiders eliminating both of them from the match and then kind of giving them the business uh cedric alexander eliminates jeff hardy continuing that feud it's down to riddle and priest that's the final two uh riddle eventually wins it um and then makes them play randy Orton's theme music continuing the bit uh, later on, we see uh, Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax in a in a little backstage promo, uh, going over things for the match coming up. Uh, Alexa is creepily in the background, continuing this feud just a little bit longer. Uh, we get Riker swinging in a strap because that's what everyone wants to see. Uh, AJ and almost cut a promo um, about the Viking Raiders. Uh, Nikki Cross cuts. Uh, a promo backstage leading to her match with Shayna Baszler. Uh, Lucha House Party gives her a, a thumbs up for the cool mask. Um, and then uh, the, I have to say the mask does look better this week. The getup does look a little cleaner. No blue eye paint, which was a nice little switch up. Uh, she kind of switches. Uh, it's unclear if she actually switches her name to Nikki A-S-H, Nikki Ash, or if it's just 
kind of part of the gimmick for the time being, and they'll still refer her to refer to her as Nikki Cross because during the match they referred to her as Nikki Cross. Uh, Nikki Ash does stand for Nikki Almost Superhero, which once again they are selling this gimmick to the children. Uh, we get Nikki Ash, if you will, versus Shayna, Nia Jax, and Reginald are ringside. Of course, uh, Alexa eventually comes out. Alexa uh, then takes out uh, Nia Jax and Reggie. Uh, Nikki picks up the win with a distracted Shayna. Um, overall, I I I want to say I, I'm assuming that we're getting Nikki Cross versus Alexa Bliss down the line, superhero versus villain. Uh, that would be my bet. Uh, if not, it's going to be a Saturday morning cartoon eventually. Uh, Kofi Kingston has a face-to-face with MVP. Uh, this this promo, the back-and-forth promo between the two, really sold the Money in the Bank match for me. I liked it. It was probably the best promo um, segment of the week. Uh, eventually, Kofi drops uh, MVP and gets in his face. I, a serious Kofi is a nice switch. Um we get another Eva Dewdrop segment. They requested a rematch. Uh, we get the rematch. Eva and Dewdrop versus Naomi and Asuka. Dewdrop picks up the win after Eva drops down and doesn't allow a tag. Basically uh, messing up the plans that she had to give payback, but still picking up a win. Uh, eventually, we see Dewdrop attack Eva at some point, but not soon enough. Uh, we get a Miz and Morrison backstage segment because we need it. Uh, Ricochet eventually comes in. He does a little drip, uh, dripstick spot, which, if you know me, I love a good dripstick spot. And we get it here. Uh, this eventually leads to the Morrison-Ricochet match. Um, you're not that guy quote by Miz. I like the little tap into pop culture there. Uh Ricochet's Hurricane Rana off the wheelchair was really nice, followed up by, once again, another dripstick spot. You can't get enough of those, if you ask me. Uh, the crossbody off the top rope to the barricade on Morrison was was really nice. It was cool. Um, the double countout was what it was. Uh, I guess you have to sell the brutality of the crossbody across the ring. Uh, it was a good match. It was a really good match. Uh, we get a Charlotte... Natty and Tamina backstage segment that follows the Charlotte, Natty, Tamina versus Rhea, Dana, Mandy match. This whole entire match was just one giant clusterfuck. I can't wait till it's all over. But for now, we see uh, Ripley chop block Charlotte after the match as payback for a chop block in the match. I'm hoping and praying this is Ripley eventually turning heel because her character is much more suited for that. I'm just hoping it's over soon. Uh, we get uh, R-Truth asking Riker in the back why he's swinging that strap. And that's that's a choice, folks. That's a that's a big choice that they made there. And it was, it was the wrong choice. This leads to Elias promo eventually. And then we get Elias versus Jackson Riker in a strap match. Riker picks up the win in a very quick match. I hope to never see them wrestle again. I hope to never see Jackson Riker wrestle again, but here we are. Uh, we get a Damian Priest, Matt Riddle promo, and you know those two really have good chemistry, work off each other pretty well. Uh, a little bit of comedy from Riddle. Uh, we get a Drew McIntyre promo. Um, 
the same old story and you know baby face grit that we've been getting from Drew. Uh, it's announced next week Xavier Woods will be back and he will be facing uh, Bobby Lashley in a rematch from two weeks ago. Um, and then we are blessed with Riddle, Drew McIntyre, and AJ Styles in a three-way match to find the final uh, Money in the Bank participant from Raw. Uh, Riddle, halfway through the match, gets a foot injury after smacking it against the steps. He leaves. Uh, Drew and AJ continue. Uh, eventually, Riddle comes back out with his foot taped up. He kind of no-sold a few kicks with that foot, which I was, you know, kind of stuck out like a sore thumb. Uh, eventually, Drew hits a Claymore on Riddle and picks up the win. We're continuing the gritty babyface run of Drew McIntyre. That was a terrible Scottish Scottish accent. I apologize. But that's the end of Raw. And when we return, we will finish out the show with NXT. NXT. Um, things start off with the triple threat match for the women's um, tag team number one contender. Uh, two girls, one tank. Dakota Kai and Raquel and Io and Zoe are in this match. Uh, it is what it is. It was fine. Zoe Stark still puts me to sleep. Um, I was shocked to see Io and Zoe win. I thought it was definitely going to be Dakota and Raquel, but I guess we're going to see that milked for a little bit longer. Karrion uh, Cross um, gets attacked by Johnny Gargano in the back. Um, they really, they really let this guy look like a, like an ass. Uh, we get uh, announcement that the breakout tournament will be happening again. This is followed up by a Bronson Reed and. Hit Row promo segment. Uh, later on tonight, we will see Bronson Reed versus uh, Swerve for the North American title. Carrying uh, Cross is now in the ring, calls out Johnny. Uh, Austin Theory hits him with a back attack. Carrying uh, Cross eventually gets redemption. Carrying um, Cross and Joe st- stare each other down. The way he leaves, uh, they really, really make this guy look so pitiful week in and week out. Uh, Diamond Mind. Is coming out. Roderick Strong is going to be facing off against Asher Hale. Uh, Strong picks up the win via submission. Uh, very good, very good showing from the Diamond Mine there. Roderick Strong. We get a little bit of a Malcolm Bivens promo at the end, just letting everyone know they have arrived. Uh, we get Cameron Grimes versus uh, Ari Sterling. It's a fine match. Uh, Grimes picks up the win. LA Knight comes out. They go back and forth for a minute, and then it gets announced that at Great American Bash, it'll be Cameron Grimes versus L.A. Knight. Uh, if L.A. Knight wins, Cameron Grimes becomes his Virgil, and if Cameron Grimes wins, he gets the title. Uh, we get a EO and Zoe and first the way promo in the back. Uh, we then see Kyle O'Reilly in the ring for an in-the-ring little segment. Uh, Adam Cole comes out is interrupted by Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe goes in the ring to make sure things stay level. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly locks in the heel lock on Adam Cole after things go south. And Joe just, you know, watches and lets things uh, handle themselves. We then see the Zia Lee Boa versus Mercedes uh, Martinez and Jake Atlas match. 
Uh, it was a pretty good match. Uh, Boa, I think, shows a little bit more promise than I initially thought about him. Uh, Jake Atlas looks good in the ring, um, as he always does. Um, Mercedes gets legit knocked out and was taken to the hospital for uh, concussion symptoms following the uh, the show. We get a hit row uh, backstage segment, guessing up Swerve for his match against Bronson Reed later on in the night. Uh, MSK comes out for a face-to-face with Ciampa and Thatcher. Um, whew, MSK's confidence left with every word that they said. It was not a good look at all. It wasn't a full crowd, I don't think, and they just... They felt, it felt like they just got lost in the moment. Um, I know in ring that, that they are a lot better than that, so I do look forward to that match at Great American Bash. Uh, Regal was cutting a promo about Samoa Joe and how good he has been for the brand uh, when Saray comes over and asks for a match with Tony Storm in the cutest way possible. Uh, I'm sure that that will come down the road. It's been a while since we've seen Tony Storm in action. Karrion Cross then gets jumped from behind outside by Johnny uh, Gargano and Austin Theory. And uh, Johnny starts cutting a little bit of a promo in the camera. And Karrion Cross beats that ass. This is the strongest that Karrion Cross has looked in a while. And of course, it's against the smallest competitor he's faced, Johnny Gargano. Uh, they love doing this to that guy. We get the main event. Swerve versus Bronson Reed for the North American title. In a match upset that I did not see coming... Swerve wins the North American title, leading to speculation that Bronson Reed is on his way up to the main roster. And with that, NXT ends, and so does the show. Remember to follow the podcast network at Fired Up Podcast. Follow me at Daniel Soden. And to get all of your weekly news, daily news, I should say, for wrestling, go to thedailysmark.com. Thanks, and see you all next week.